cool. Okay, I'm live today with Christy Stapleton, who is the founder Hi. of Max. Christy, welcome. Why don't you give us a background on how you got started and with Glamwax to date? Yeah, so um, the business turns two next month. Um, I was just one day at work and someone had ordered some wax melts. And I was like, what is a wax melt? I didn't even know <laughs> what a wax melt was. Um, and they looked really cool and they were like scented candles. So I wanted to buy some and I really struggled to find a fun young brand that represented me. It was all quite plain Jane, uh, older customer targeted. So I thought, I'm gonna make my own. I'll um, give it a go. And uh, in the kitchen, I was melting wax, uh, creating fragrances. And I thought they looked pretty cool. So I just put on Instagram, would anyone be interested in trying these or want to purchase? And I had 150 orders that week. Wow. So it kind of, yeah. <laughs> so it was just kind of like almost overnight. It was like, whoa, okay. And I was working full time at the time and um, I didn't have a website people would just have to message me on Instagram to order. As you can imagine, it's what scent do you want? What's your address? What's your bank details? Um, and I was just getting all these messages and I was at work and I thought, oh my gosh. Um, so I realized pretty quickly I had to hire an additional pair of hands to help because once I finished my workday shift, I'd come back and I'd have to restock whilst um, someone else would have to pack the orders. And it was just trying to keep on top of it from there, really. Um, and, it, and then within two months, I had to quit my job. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Because obviously, most of the time, um, and I can speak for myself as well, even though I don't have a store now, you sort of have like a side hustle for about six months. Yeah. Then you decide to immerse yourself into to your baby. But it sounds like for you, it was almost like an overnight success. Yeah, it just kind of like took off quite quick and had a feeling. It got to the point where I was getting so tired. I'd be like up late, pouring or packing and then going into work and I had to make a decision. I just couldn't carry on that way. And I had to think, right, do I take a chance on this new business or carry on in my job for seven years that I was getting quite bored at, to be honest. So I thought, right, I'm just going to I'm just going to give this a shot because I think I'll regret it otherwise. Um, so I did. And yeah, we're approaching our second birthday next month. <laughs> Incredible. So did you research how to do this online? Like, how did you create the first product? Um, so, yeah, there was, like, some Facebook groups. Um, I watched a couple of YouTube tutorials. Um, I just kind of wanted a new hobby, really. I wanted to try candles first, but candles are very complex. So I mm. started off with the wax melts. Um and we've only just launched candles actually about a month ago. So it took us two years to add candles to our range. Um, but we got there in the end. And now we do bubble bath. We're currently developing our own bath bombs um, and potentially some other new products as well. Incredible. And what made you realize that there was a position in this space? Because you said it was typically like a... Um, yeah. That there was a there was a gap there to get in with more of a, like a young hip hipster yeah. vibe maybe like who were the traditional <laughs> players in the space before well um for example it's hard to buy wax melts in a shop currently more retailers are onto the trends especially for example like bnm and home bargains yeah. offer wax melts i think it's just because of the mrs hinch effect 
Um, so those sort of cleaning community people can access wax melts, um, but they're very like cheap and cheerful. Like you, you can buy a pack for a pound. They're not going to yeah. last. A scent's not great quality. Um, or, well, that was kind of it really. Or you could get like top-notch, ex super expensive um, with like quite white, plain branding really. So there was just a huge gap in the market. I mean, the market's just increasing every year um, and it's just, yeah, it's just right for the picking. And I was a, I was our target market because I wanted some Max Melts and I couldn't really yeah. find something I don't, I didn't want the Poundland ones and I didn't want to pay like £10 for for them either. So I just thought, right, I'm going to create a product because there's obviously a gap. Yeah. Hey, Charlotte, how's it going? <laughs> There we go. First comments of the day. It's on there. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I, I spotted a gap because I wanted to actually buy the product myself and I struggled to find to find it. So I just thought, okay, whoop, whoop, go going works. So yeah, that's kind of how it, it developed. And then I guess our customers on Instagram kind of also spotted a gap. So they tried our product and it's just kind of snowballed from there, really. So did this start off with something you just posted on your personal page and then it's a lot of friends, family, and then you just decided to transition to a brand? <laughs> well, I didn't really have, sorry, I just got hay fever. This time no here, but, um, <laughs> I had about, I had a home interior account on Instagram um, and I only had about a thousand followers. Um, so it wasn't that many, but I managed to convert all of those people over to Glam Wax. Yep. So I changed that account. I just said, I'm going to, well, I said I'm setting up a new account. I'm going to spend all my time on that. And I did manage to convert about 70% of those people over to Glam Wax. Um, and I actually met my best friend on Instagram, weirdly. It was um, an account that followed me, my very first follower. So I reached out and message said, thank you so much for the support, being my first ever follower. I said, I'd love to gift you some Predator as a thank you. And it turns out she lived three minutes away from where I live. And um, yeah, so the power of Instagram, and then we just became really good friends from there. Um, but yeah, I love Instagram. The community's great, and um, we've had such a supportive community on there. Let's talk a bit more about Instagram, actually, and we'll sort of zone in a bit on acquisition. It sounds like that was important in the beginning, and it was quite organic in the words of mouth. But as you've scaled up the production, how have you? translated that across to paid acquisition as well because like you said yeah. this is from from my knowledge in this area as well this can be quite challenging because the items aren't um super expensive so how yeah. do you acquire customers with your ad strategy so we do we do paid um obviously facebook ads and we usually get around six times return which we're quite um, happy with yeah okay. um <laughs> so yeah that helps a lot and we we haven't used Google Ads, um, but we're starting to look into that. And then for um, Instagram, I love gifting influencers, especially mm -hmm. micro influencers, because they're just so excited that a company wants to collaborate with them, that they just seem really genuine with what they share. Um, and we have worked with a couple of paid influencers, um, and we pay quite a bit of money, and you see much less return i think it's because it doesn't yeah. seem as genuine to the customer definitely that micro influencer movement's really big at the moment isn't it yes it is and i call it like a snowball effect because yeah. 
they're sharing it on their story and then all of their followers see that and then they come through to your store and then some of them may purchase and then they share on their story and it just kind of grows and grows. How are you finding these people? Are they approaching you or are you just sort of spending a certain amount of time each day, like trying to vet influencers? Well, I kind of just um, kind of had a good relationship with a lot of people that we interact with um, and some of them had quite big accounts. Um, so I just said, hey, I'd love to send you some product to try. Um, and we find it's almost like a try before you buy it because about 75% of the influencers we gift actually become customers. That's so incredible. that's really nice. And it's like, you don't have to like buy a product. I'll happily send you some more for free, but they do support the business, which is really nice. That's great. That shows obviously you've got a good quality product as well if they want to actually pay for it too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, we have paid a couple of larger accounts that had about 100k to 200k. Yeah. And we've definitely seen like, we obviously track those conversions with a discount code and you get like one or two purchases from that. And it's crazy how someone that has so many followers, um, I think there's a lot of fake bought um, yeah. followers on Instagram, especially with the higher, really big accounts. That's quite interesting, actually, as well, because I think that ties back into what you said about the authenticity before. Maybe if you do go after those mm -hmm. big influencers with 100 to 200K, they can see through it more and, and realize. I think they can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah our, our customers, like, you know, no, they're not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's very like if you're constantly promoting because uh, some of these people just have a schedule where they just constantly promote brands so you're not really getting that that fair share whereas if a if someone is just passionate about the product it it just comes across more more naturally and more obvious definitely i think you see a lot of brands doing that at the moment don't you they're just being very honest and transparent and it's working out well for them with the customers oh that's a really i've just noticed so charlotte's just asked how do you spot fake following which is a really good question um so there is something called i think social blade where you can yeah, see if yeah. yeah so you can see if someone's suddenly gained like a thousand followers overnight um it can seem quite suspicious but i have actually run our own account through that and we had like a spike of 800 but that was because we had a giveaway yeah um, so you that could also i guess happen to a an influencer if they've done a giveaway it could look a bit fake but definitely looking at so if you go onto their followers um if it's lots of people that have like no faces on the profiles or um no engagement uh, yeah. definitely look at engagement right that's it let's talk a bit about um giveaways actually how effective mm -hmm. have they been for you if you ran many of them in the past because i can tell you when we've used them as like a lead generation technique on site we acquire yeah. a lot of leads, but they tend not to convert and tend to be really low value um, customers just with a passive interest. Have you noticed the same thing? Uh, we've been quite lucky because um, the giveaways we've been in have definitely helped build our brand exposure. So yeah. we've tried to um, work with brands that might be in a slightly different market. For example, um, All Shook Up Drinks, who do the cocktail cans in the supermarket. So we paired that with like a porn star martini rediffuser and we managed to um, engage with some of those customers that so everyone has to follow you as well as the other brand. And we do get some custom from it as well. And we haven't noticed particularly a drop off after the giveaway ends either. So we've That's managed to retain those followers. 
um yeah we've done quite a, a few giveaways and touch with we haven't really lost anyone we might have lost some a small amount here and there but it hasn't dropped our figures down sounds like you've had quite a strategic approach to it. are you using like co-marketing with other brands to do this it just kind of all happened naturally really i mean i don't really plan our social yeah. media i don't plan i just do it on the fly because i think it's more authentic yeah. if you try i find if you try to plan like a week or two weeks and it just seems kind of forced or quite salesy um that's really just, interesting yeah yeah i've heard a lot of people say similar things actually recently whilst you you want the lead time of course to plan as much as possible with everything in business but at the same time yeah. you might restrict yourself and i feel the same way even when i create content on linkedin if I plan yeah. too far in advance, I'd, I'd stop myself having the opportunities to talk about things that are on my mind at that moment in time. I always see you, you always pop up on LinkedIn for me. I'm always seeing you commenting on people. That's like a good strategy. That's good. That shows I'm um, saturating the algorithm. People must be sick. <laughs> you clearly are. I always see your comments. I've, I've been at it for two years though. But yeah, I mean, we, we obviously built our business on LinkedIn. So it's very important for us. Sounds like what Instagram is for you, LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> and I always find like when you engage with someone, I think like, oh, well, if Adam's engaged with them, they must be worth worth my time. So then I send them a follow or a connection request. So oh, I'm flattered. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to hear. So what else have you been doing? Obviously, Instagram is, is very important by the sounds of it. But what other strategies have you implemented to grow the brand? So I have just started actually using Instagram um, for about three months now. I hadn't really utilized it. I just created an account I don't know how many like say six years ago or something and kind of forgot all about it but I thought mm, I want to get like the female founder story out of it so I created an account and I've been sharing more stuff about what's going on with the business and um, we've actually got some great opportunities from having a LinkedIn account for example I, um, I've had discussions with American distributors UK distributors wow. Yeah, and it's all because of LinkedIn. I don't think they would have found me otherwise or I wouldn't have found them. Um, and it's kind of like flattering to, to have these accounts reach out to you. Definitely, yeah. yeah. That's interesting because obviously when you hear um, B2C, most people do go to the, the social channels where the demand's already there for it, like Instagram, Facebook, uh, Google. But LinkedIn is definitely a big opportunity, I think, as you said, because you definitely expand in terms of distribution, retail, and there's a lot of low hanging fruit on there as well. Yeah, and just making like more people aware of your company. And it's just all trying to get brand awareness, really. Absolutely. What about email? I need to ask, of course. Yes, we do do email campaigns. Uh, we use Clavio. And we do see um, some good return on, on campaigns as well. Any SMS? No, we haven't. Um, I don't know. I just, I think it's because I always think of how do I feel about that? Yeah. For example, I hadn't um, looked at doing like a afterpay. You know, you can get the like yeah. planner clear pay because I personally thought, oh, does it look like I'm encouraging debt? Um, I've done some research and it helps with conversion rates and building trust. So now uh, we will look at adopting that. But we, again, I think, do I want a, te a text? And I think, well, probably not, but it might have a great conversion rate. So maybe I should look into that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because for me personally, 
as a consumer too. I'm probably the same as you. It's I, I find it quite invasive the text marketing and yes. quite annoying. But yes, at the end of the day, I suppose the results speak for themselves. And it, whilst it's not super popular, I would say in the UK and Europe right now, the people we work with in the states. Um, do go quite heavy on it and it's it's quite incredible the the results from a sales return that they get so i'm um, going to be interested to see when clavio roll that out in the the uk um, yes it's a good question from justin have you considered adding a subscription option to the site yes we do have a subscription that was one of the first things um so it never used to be a subscription it just used to be like a themed monthly box I yep. thought I won't do a subscription because it might put people off the commitment side, whereas they can just keep coming on every month and ordering it if they want. But then I thought, no, to grow the business strategically, it would be nice to have a set amount of revenue coming in each month. So we then changed it to a subscription. But we have definitely noticed a downturn in doing it as a subscription. I think people like to as and when order. Um, and it's I think it doesn't scare people as much. That's very interesting, actually, because that uh, there's a big push, isn't there, for subscription and e-commerce at the moment. But at the same time, I think if you just have that brand loyalty where people genuinely like the product, they won't feel as forced into signing up yeah. for the subscription and they'll buy it naturally. And we have a big problem as well with some of the people that we work with on Recharge, you know, the subscription. Yeah. So a lot of um, the customers who sign up for it actually cancel and it causes a lot of churn and obviously there's a big uh, focus on why these people cancel but mm -hmm. if you give them the option to skip the payments a lot of people will stay on the subscription model so that begs the question why not just give them the option to, to pay yeah. whatever they want yeah definitely i think they should definitely get into that or maybe just like a three-month subscription um so that they don't feel so like tied in especially yeah. with what's happening in the pandemic at the moment yeah yeah that's interesting yeah i think people just like the flexibility and the commitment mm -hmm. of to know that they can drop out at any time we actually have a problem with um our recharge where the link isn't working to unsubscribe we've been going back and forth with them it's so frustrating I've heard and that so our clients as well so it must yeah. be in the system it is but they keep saying no it's fine our end and it's like well it's definitely not so poor customers are having to like email or contact me on instagram yes. saying can i subscribe and yeah of course they can but it just doesn't seem very good i think if a customer can't unsubscribe that's interesting must be some bug in the system keep the customers mm. in anyway take all the money <laughs> <laughs> um okay yeah that, that that brings us nicely on to the next one actually so what are the most important apps and software that you've used to grow the store to date so um i realized quite early on that seo was definitely something that we should look into mm -hmm. and we've been working hard on our seo returns um and i saw that you quite often interview sylvia at pink yeah, seo great. Yeah. Um, and she uses SEMrush and we also use SEMrush. Um, and we find that helps um, with like what keywords we should be trying to rank with, where's our gap in our strategy, backlinks we need to work on. So yeah, definitely we're gonna work a lot more on SEO, especially after like um, the new ISO 14 updates. Yes. So we're gonna be working on that. Um, we also have the recharge app. 
-hmm. and we've just got a new we just tried a new one by seco maps on shopify and it's called free gift so okay. you can actually offer a free gift in the checkout cart yep. to increase average order value so for example if they have any item to their cart they'll say spend so much more and you can get a free bath bomb if you spend 30 pounds and we have seen a great spike in people hitting the wow. 30 pound market to get the free bath bomb it yeah we've definitely seen um, great returns on that already it's very interesting i need to talk to you a bit more about that actually after this yeah uh, sure love to find a bit more about that yeah. um that's interesting that you talk about seo though because i feel as though in e-commerce there's been so much focus on that heavy acquisition strategy to grow and people have almost neglected seo haven't they because yeah. it's a long-term play and it takes time but yeah I mean, that's, as you said with the um the changes happening to ads at the moment it's definitely a great area to, yeah, to invest in. yeah i definitely agree um we want to be so if someone types in wax melts we want to pop up on the my goal is to be on hopefully the first page of google for wax melts but we've got a lot of work to do <laughs> it's Have a you very competitive any return in terms of traffic coming through at the moment from what you've done yeah so yeah yeah we have we we keep increasing each month that's amazing. which helps it's definitely due to our seo efforts on the organic traffic and what what type of um techniques have you been using for that just basic like making sure uh, meta description and, and product descriptions fleshed out as any like pillar content included in that yeah so we've done a lot more um content heavy blog posts on mm -hmm. how to use wax melts how to change your burner what yep. are wax melts and things like that and that definitely helps um that brings in a lot of site traffic um also ranking for key products such as a porn star martini candle and mm -hmm uh for keywords as well making sure that we're trying to be efficient and a rank and rank for certain keywords that we have interesting that's really good to hear because we've just switched on our new site as well and i was okay i was considering the same thing myself how can we bring in more organic traffic so starting to do more pillar content like 2000 plus word blog posts and hopefully yeah see some return on that so yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I actually saw so I was looking at one of our competitors and they only did two blog posts. That's all they yeah. wrote. And one brings in 70% of their site traffic. That's the interesting thing. And I've, I've spoke to a few people about this. You usually find it's one or two pieces of content that bring in <laughs> yeah. the majority of the traffic. So it makes maybe sense. Maybe you only have to write three blog posts. Who knows? But <laughs> yeah, that, that's very interesting, actually, because it shows that maybe it's not a case of frequency, it's about quality. No definitely i think they definitely reward quality content interesting so what are the biggest challenges that you face growing the company it sounds like it's been pretty plain sailing so far <laughs> you went from the kitchen to a new facility yeah. i've seen like how's that transition been it's actually been a bit weird because i'm not used to managing staff i mean when i worked at where i worked at before i always just self-managed um and now we've got about four members of staff and i'm just a bit like okay how do i track what everyone's doing i'm a bit like a hover parent i'm just constantly like is everyone okay <laughs> what's going on do you need any help yeah I know that feels. so just learning um like leadership and management um yeah. has definitely been a challenge because i wasn't really expecting to do that really 
Yeah, that's very interesting. And I, I feel as though I resonate with that. We're probably like two two years um, on the same path. And obviously before I'd never managed staff and yeah. find like, how to do it. I just try and be friends with them. I don't know if that's the best route, but just try, try and be friends yeah. with them. <laughs> But it's definitely, yeah. Oh, and another challenge we had is, so obviously we moved into our new warehouse um, yeah. about two months ago and a key member of our staff who had been with us the whole time, our marketing manager actually, um, quit because of the commute. So suddenly, it was almost overnight. So I was suddenly, it was just me in the office and um, it, that was quite stressful, so. Yeah. No, it definitely is, especially like you said, when there's a small team and you have that dependency on people for certain yeah. things. When they do drop out for whatever reason, you miss them yeah. a lot. Yes, uh, definitely. Definitely. It was like grieving a loss. It was really bizarre. I, I know exactly what you mean. My project manager is off today and on Monday for a birthday. So I've had to jump in on the deliverables <laughs> this morning. And I'm so stressed already. And it's only yeah. oh. <laughs> 11. But it's Friday, it's nearly the weekend. I know. Well, I'll be working through it, so no difference. Actually, no, oh. we're down, aren't we? So we need to go yeah. out. Yeah, now you can go out if you want. Yeah, so. Okay, so what would you, to, to finish off, what would your advice be to other people starting out in this space? Uh, definitely build a connection with um, your customers, listen to what they want, what do they want to see product-wise and in the market. Um, yeah, it just really helps you with new product ideas, new, well, for us, new scents, um, what they want to see. And I find if you listen to them, then you'll be rewarded with loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yep, super basic, straightforward advice. I agree with you. Just listen to the customer and the ultimate. There we go. Great interview. We need to go. Thanks, Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah, de definitely listen to the customers all the time. That, that sounds like it's you've released a lot of new products as well since you started oh, out. I'm releasing new, <laughs> releasing some more stuff as well in like a week or so. Yeah. So we've signed with a UK distributor um, and our wax melts, because they're three pounds, they're quite a cheap price point. So they want something around five pound mark. So we have reproduced products, especially for retailers, which should mm -hmm. launch. We're also doing it on our website, but it should launch in about a week or so. That's that's great to hear. I'm looking forward to hearing how you find the the retail sides out as well. Yeah, I think that'll be quite interesting. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, okay. What would your advice be then for in regards to oh, for e-commerce on e-commerce? Yeah. Make sure you put you on the spot. It's hard. Make sure you've got a good profit margin because yes, definitely. It, it's it's super challenging now to to penetrate the markets and also. Uh, retain people as well because there's so much option and the, yeah. the people we work with who i see doing a great job are actually very similar to yourself they've got a very strong community so mm -hmm. it's almost of course it's about the product you can't yeah. get away from the fact that you need a great product but the people are a very engaged community because yes. every time you have very commoditized brands and it's very easy for people to rip off products but you can't really replicate a community overnight and it's so important because people buy from people, not from like a robot corporation. So it's so important to show, you know, there's someone here that's seeing your messages and acting on those. Yeah, the customer support's very, very important service. So yeah, I would say um, invest in community, build that up, and then never forget what built the brand in the first place because Definitely. 
it's very easy for people to commoditize goods now and, and try and enter your space, but they can't take over that community it's built up. Yeah, I, th I do think this is going to happen, actually, as um, people become more aware of this emerging market. I think we will see. We've already, it's already become super saturated because of lockdown. Yeah. People at home learning um, candle making and wax making. But I think retailers will soon start uh, seeing it as a trend and start maybe their own brands. So I'm trying to get in that early. <laughs> yeah, well, it sounds like you've got one foot ahead of the competition. So you're in a good place. Say. Cool. Hopefully. Christy, how can people contact if you find out more? I assume LinkedIn, which I'm going to tag you on now. Yes. So I'm Christy Stapleton on LinkedIn, or you can just message me on Glamwax UK on Instagram because I, I do our social media as well. Amazing. Well, thank you very much for your time. I'm going to tag you in this post. And if anyone else has any questions, feel free to comment. And I'm sure Christy will get back to you. Yeah, of course I will. Take care. Bye. Bye. Cheers.